host, Chelsea Reed. And I'm your host, Brittany Fraze. Welcome to today's episode of Girls Got Goals, a podcast for the woman who is chasing her goals while balancing the demands of everyday life. We've all been or met a negative Nancy at some point in our lives, and no one likes her, am I right? Yep. Today, we wanted to talk to you about negative self-talk, what it is, and how we can quit that shit. Yes. Negative thoughts are normal. That isn't the issue. But when we allow our dialogue to convince us into thinking that they're true, that's when it becomes problematic. Yeah, absolutely. What we tell ourselves, whether it's out loud or in our minds, over and over, eventually is what shapes either self-doubt in us or confidence and belief. And that ultimately shapes our reality and shapes how our life is going to pan out uh, because our actions stem from our beliefs. So we're either fueling action, positive action and progress or feeding into self-doubt and fear and remaining stagnant. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Because what we talk about too is like when you have that same thinking, it's going to produce the same results. It's going to continually cycle through. So unless you switch this and turn it off and stop those negative thoughts, you're always going to consistently be back in the same place you were because you're never going to get out of that cycle. I think that also it is really important to acknowledge that our negative self-talk doesn't always just stem from us. It could be a conditioned thing. So it could be something that we've heard other people say about us or say about other people who are doing things similar to what we're doing or that we've heard from other people in our past or just things that um, have, you know, the language that has been allowed in our home, whatever that is, um, can really, really form our negative self-talk and self-thinking. And I think that's something that um, is really important to be able to acknowledge where your story has stemmed from too, which we will kind of break down a little bit, giving an example a little bit later. Um, But I think that the thing we need to acknowledge is that we have the power to rewrite those truths. We Mm -hmm. have the power to decondition our beliefs and to create new ones. It's just a matter of becoming aware and taking the steps to identify those thinking patterns. Absolutely. When you get the ability, when you have the ability to recognize the unhelpful thinking and you can take a step back from it, it can really change the quality of your life because then it's going to allow yourself to see um, where those negative thoughts and um, actions or perspectives are coming from and how to um, basically change those. So I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly. Um, There's four... I guess, most common negative thinking patterns. And one that kind of rings true for me right now is um, anxious thoughts and worry. So I have anxiety. um, I take medication for it. And I'm well aware that this negative thought is basically comes from inside my head. It's my internal dialogue. It's things um, basically that I play out in a what if scenario. So I go from I look at the future, right? And I'm seeing things and I'm like, well, what if it plays out like this? What is the worst case scenario? Um, And my mind kind of like conjures up this idea of how bad things could be. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's going to take place is really what, like what it boils down to. If you want to like make it the most minimalistic way to like label anxiety, right? And um, it's, it is in my head, right? It's not something I see outside the world. It's not actually taking place it's something I'm feeling inside and that's my internal dialogue playing through regardless of how it got to that point like we were saying there is things in the past there is um things that people deal with or grown up with or things that have happened in their home that um create these feelings and these issues and some of them are do become mental health issues and some of them are just negative self-talk that kind of position us in a way that we don't like to be in this one um like I said kind of 
hits home for me because it's something that I'm currently working on that I talked to my psychologist about. Um, and I think if you really have struggles with any of these, you can go seek professional help for them as well. Yeah, absolutely. If you need to acknowledge and have someone kind of like almost pull from you where these things that these thoughts are stemming from I think that's a really important thing and and anxious thoughts and worry is actually one that's really relevant to me I would say it's between that and the second one we'll talk about um but anxious thoughts and worry when it comes for me as well I was I've become a lot better at redirecting my focus but I remember a time in my life where I would like google statistics like what are the chances of this xyz Mm. actually happening and this a lot of this actually stemmed when I was pregnant with Avery. Right. I got a lot of, um, they, there's postpartum anxiety, but then there's also, like, I had really bad anxiety while I was pregnant. Like, what are the chances of me losing my baby? What are the chances of this? Yeah, I was, I had B-negative blood type. She had a positive blood type. What are the, na- like, what are the possibilities of our, you know, blood cells fighting each other and her getting sick or me getting sick? Literally everything. And um, another thing, too, is when I was pregnant, I went in for um, my chromosome test, and mm-hmm. they actually came back telling me that Avery... Um, they believed Avery would be born with Down syndrome and it happened that they actually took the test prior to when I should have because they miscalculated my due date but oh my god that sent me in a spiral of like insane anxiety because I now had to prepare for something I was not prepared for and after they actually told me no you're it's all good like your test came back fine I continued to carry that anxiety with me through my pregnancy and then after I had my baby everything it was that worst case scenario and I'd go on Google and even if it was like a five percent chance of something like this happening my mindset was I'm on it's my luck I'm gonna be that five percent and it Mm -hmm. fueled horrible horrible cycles of anxious thoughts and worry ever since then I've been able to get a grip on them but it is very very hard when it's this thing buzzing in your head and there's no external thing validating it but there's also no external thing unvalidating it Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's kind of where it's like well you know, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I also don't know if it's not. So yeah. One of the, um, examples my psychologist brought up was like, okay, so you have your vehicle outside parked outside in the front lot, like while we're in this session, um, what is the chances that the vehicle is going to be stolen? Mm -hmm. Right. Like could happen, could happen, but very unlikely. Right. And that's a lot of times is we take something that's very unlikely and we basically exacerbate it into something that's like definitely gonna happen yeah well it could happen so probably gonna right yeah (laughs) and that's the problem and we get into this like these feelings um you know and these symptoms actually produce themselves as um we talked about um you know like our previous episodes about mental health into like mental and physical symptoms Mm -hmm. so that's number one um number two uh the next one was criticism and self-beating so having that harsh inner critic um I know a lot of women can relate to this that, you know, the feel, saying like, oh, I feel fat or I look fat or like I'm big or I'm too skinny or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. That's a big one I know uh, for women. And, but, you know, men have that too, right, as well. And just beating yourself up for not being good enough. Like that's definitely a hard thing. But if you've, like you said, we've had that dialogue. If you've been told that you're not going to amount to anything, that you're not good enough, you're going to have that or something that basically makes you feel that way or that you've experienced as you've been growing up you're going to continue with that cycle you know due to trauma or due to experience or due to basically an outcome an event and you're Mm -hmm. going to carry that with you and it's just getting out of your head and understanding that just because one thing took place and there was one incident doesn't necessarily mean that equals the same thing going forward for the rest of your life either yeah and 
something that I've acknowledged when it comes to the criticism and self-beating, because this is something that I am working on every single day, is that even if there's an external force who like created this story for you, it's not that they necessarily told you you weren't X enough or you're this or you're not this. It could just have been another kind of like dialogue that created that feeling within you. So as an example for me, I remember growing up and I was pushed from counselors and from my parents and things like that, that if you want a good paying career, if you want to make good money, we've talked about this in the past, you need to be educated, you need to go to, to college or to university. And that created a dialogue in my head where I constantly am telling myself, I'm not smart enough to make the kind of money that I want to make. Mm. And I beat myself down all the time. And it really, really sabotaged a lot of my um, career endeavors because I would see an opportunity to create an amount of money in my life that I craved. And right away before I even like allowed myself to jump into it, I'd say, well, I'm not educated enough or I don't have a college degree or I'm not smart enough to earn this type of money. I'm not worthy of this type of money because I didn't go to school. I don't deserve this type of money. The only people that do are the ones with a diploma, things like that. Mm -hmm. And that created a self-beating behavior in myself. And it wasn't even an intentional thing that someone conditioned it into me, but it just goes to show how the language that we speak to ourselves and the beliefs that we create and allow to be like our um, our daily habits and thoughts can come from almost anywhere. And it's a matter of being able to pinpoint that that really allows you to change the trajectory of your thinking pattern. Mm-hmm. And people who have um, this negative thinking pattern may have also related to our progress over perfection episode because when you have this criticism and self-beating negative thoughts, uh, you feel that need for per- perfection uh you want to improve because you don't feel like you're good enough and you know sometimes you portray that onto other people Mm -hmm. i've had this experience um when i was uh going into competing for bikini you know comparing myself to my sister and kind of shutting her down or making comments towards her and causing others in um in your life strain and that is something that you can do and where one of those like negative nancy things comes into effect because then you end up judging the people around you or putting your feelings on those people yeah And another way with the low self-esteem is we can see it kind of flipped in reverse. So instead of having, um, it still is a negative, but how it can come across sometimes is that you want to overcompensate for your low self-esteem. So that may look like wanting to attain status or to have lots of achievements or recognition. So just know if if you're that type of person that needs to have those things Mm -hmm. to prove your worth or value, this might be where um your negative thoughts and um kind of worries lie your negative thoughts and thinking patterns lie sorry and i think that another behavior that is really common under this kind of umbrella category that i've noticed um in other people and even sometimes in in myself not that i've taken action on it but also that i've thought these things is that when you have this feeling of insecurity you almost not that you're um not that this builds your confidence, but sometimes it can make you feel a little bit better to dim someone else's light. Yeah. And that might mean like casting a shadow over people by either like making their accomplishments feel smaller to them or by gossiping about them or by telling other people, oh, they don't deserve this or why, you know, why didn't I, why don't I get this if they get this, things like mm-hmm. that. And that is where being a negative Nancy really like that is you're taking your problems and you're projecting projecting them on like you said to everybody else and people catch on to that people will Mm -hmm. sense that they it's a negative energy that you know people don't want to be around if you're not someone who's there to support them or if you're you know raining on their parade or shitting on them or whatever the case is um it's gonna lead to a very lonely 
life ultimately. And I think that I've seen far too many people down this road. And at some point, you know, I think all of us kind of feel ourselves experiencing envy or jealousy and all of that stuff because of the ability ability of comparison nowadays. Um, but I think that that's exactly where it stems from. It's that self-criticism that we are then bringing onto other people and making it other people's mm-hmm. problems instead Absolutely. of addressing. Yeah. And, and with that harsh inner critic that we're kind of touching on, it's important to also be mindful of things on social media with, especially with this one is in my opinion, because what ends up happening is we have, um, that need for perfection. We have that harsh inner critic. We have those feelings that we're not good enough. So sometimes we will, um, either continue to beat ourselves up by going on social media and seeing other people's success or their body or their looks or whatever it may be mm-hmm. that you aspire to have and beating ourselves down for not being where they are, yeah. but also, um, posting for likes and for that acknowledgement and those comments and then sometimes getting stuck in those feelings of now you are this like you know one of the things um maybe like if you have like uh, anxiety or depression and you know you share with that and you feel like you're making an impact and people are really cheering you on like rah 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 behind you that's super great but also just to remember like like that you're you can still kind of like work on fighting that depression anxiety and that doesn't mean you don't need that to kind of um have people like you right so you got to make sure you have that balance mm-hmm. um that you're not doing it to to kind of like feel that achievement and um success and that you are also um kind of balancing both sides of it so you know we've said before like unfollowing people who make you feel bad about yourself and just making sure that when you're posting something um where your intentions are lie Yeah, absolutely. I agree with all that. Um, So the next thinking pattern, number three, is regret and guilt. So dwelling on past mistakes and having the feelings of shame or worthlessness or even like extreme embarrassment, that's something that would pop up as well. Um, So dwelling on the things that have happened in your past that maybe haven't gone the way that you wanted them to Mm -hmm. or regrets that you have. Yeah, your bad choices or wrong actions, air quotes in those uh, words, right? Like things we feel we have made the decisions that weren't the greatest and Mm -hmm. just having, you know, and really just like reliving that and continuously feeling feeling regret and guilt for those things um, in a cycle. So not letting them go at that point, but just continuing to really just try and move forward, but only getting stuck in that same feeling of guilt and regret over and over and over again. Yeah, and I think that this specific pattern can lead to, again, the worthlessness, the feelings of being unworthy, and this can lead to you also sabotaging your own success because mm-hmm. you're feeling like, I've made these mistakes, I've done this in the past, I don't deserve to move forward and you're causing yourself almost you're almost causing yourself the emotional turmoil because you feel like that's what you deserve Mm -hmm. and I think that everybody at some point in time experiences this one because we all do make mistakes some make larger ones than others I can tell you I like can count on my fingers and my toes how many things that I now looking back probably wouldn't have done now that I'm the person that I am Um, And I've allowed those to really consume me in my past and bring them into my current life and stop me from doing the things that I actually want to do because of that feeling of unworthiness. Mm -hmm. 
I had a point and I lost it. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My mind is suddenly poof, and it came out. It just evaporated. Yeah. Sometimes my mind does that these days. But darn it. It was so good. Oh, well. Obviously not important. If I'm talking and it comes to your mind, just like cut me off and you can t- <laughs> tell us exactly what your thought was. Something about feeling worthless. Shame. Guilt. I don't know. Is that so, those trigger words? <laughs> <laughs> but I think that this is something that like my stomach is gargling you gurgling guys. If you can hear this on the playback, I'm gonna die. <laughs> um yeah, no, like we all make mistakes and I think some of us take them more into our current like our our present tense um more than others and it could be that someone else is making you feel continuously guilty for something that you've done maybe to them or maybe it is you've you're seeing the effects of something that you've done in someone else's lifetime and you feel to blame mm-hmm. or it could be a choice that you made that led you to a result um, like I'm just using this as an example, but like an unplanned or unexpected pregnancy or something like that. And so on the, your hard parenting days, you dwell on that and you go back to that regret maybe of making the choices that you did and you, you're struggling to see things for what they are in that present moment. I know this is something I don't regret having either of my babies. I love my children, but they were both unplanned. And some days when I have really, really hard parenting days, or there are things that I want to do in my life, like go and travel or pursue certain ventures, but I have to be mindful of the lifestyle that I have as a parent. I sometimes, my mind goes into this um, feeling of like, if I hadn't made this mistake in my past, or if I had been more careful in my past, if I, if I would have done X, Y, and Z, you know, I wouldn't have these worries right now. My life would be a little bit different. And I really have to take a moment to be grateful for what I have and to be grateful that I learned from the mistakes that I made and that I've been able to grow from them mm-hmm. to really appreciate uh, the moment that I'm in, in the present tense. Yeah. Um, and there's, I mean, some more extreme yeah. examples of that and then totally. there's some smaller ones and i think when we think about regret and guilt sometimes it could be in situations where we're the victim mm-hmm. and we end up playing the card of it's like that it's our fault like maybe if i wouldn't have done this and yeah. maybe if i would have done this instead and it, you know and that kind of leads into like a bit of a self-beating and and that sort of thing but at the same time you're kind of like feeling guilty or having regret for like the actions you made when it wasn't on you it's on them Mm -hmm. so just to be mindful of that as well sometimes we do have regret and guilt on things that aren't our fault and we just need to remind ourselves that we didn't make any bad choices or make any wrong do any wrong actions that it was on the other person and we did the best we can with could we with what we had yeah absolutely that was the point (laughs) that's a good point that's a really good came back yeah, no, that's true. That could be, it could be something that was completely a situation where you didn't have control over what happened necessarily and just being able to constantly remind yourself that that was not something um, that was on you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is a challenge to move forward from that because you, you always, it's those what ifs. Like, what if I had done that? So what if I hadn't done that? And like, it's crazy because of these patterns, as we're mentioning them as separate things, they can all tie into one another. Absolutely. They can all lead and cause to cause another one. And um, that can be a really, like, it can cause a whole, like, turmoil, right? And that can be a really challenging thing to get out of. We'll talk about how we can a little bit afterward, but on to the, the next one. Yeah, the last one is problems. So when we have negative thoughts um, about what's wrong in our life, so basically we're taking what's 
wrong or what's um, kind of like negative and like basically blowing it up. And they were exaggerating how bad the negative is and making it a big deal and minimizing or downplaying all the good that we have and all the the things that are going well in our lives and all the positives and what Mm -hmm. we're doing with that is like basically fixating our attention on those things and just revolving around what's wrong in our life and never really getting out of that cycle of of the problem Mm -hmm. like right like you're um one of the things you had mentioned was like undervaluing the positives yeah and I know I've talked about this on on past episodes, but this is the situation that's most kind of like relevant and current to me where I found myself having this negative thinking pattern of problems with the whole situation about our house. Mm. So some of you know the story, some of you don't. We built a home, we paid in full at the end, we didn't see the final work done on our house, like our driveway and things like that, meaning we now have to pay out of our pocket. We also have to pay out of our pocket for anything that happens, like natural shifts and whatever, where normally you'd have one-year warranty, yada, yada, yada. And I found myself just having pity parties constantly. Like, we're out this money. Like, people stole from us. We have, you know, this situation. Like, woe is us. And yes, it is a horrible situation. And like, it sucks that it happened to anybody, including ourselves. But I also was finding myself not valuing or appreciating the fact that our family has moved into a home that is in an area we love, surrounded by people that we love, and accommodates the size and needs of our family. And we got what we've been waiting for for the last two years. And that one problem, some people would see it as a small one. Some people would see it as a big one. I saw it as a massive one for a little while. But it really, really prevented me from seeing the good in the situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that that can happen in so many different yeah. avenues of our life and we're not saying like minimize your feelings or you know minimize the f- or to have to go and say like oh well you you know like I had it bad but to make yourself feel better say like well so and so has it worse so like why am I why do I feel bad about what I'm going through no 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 like you have the right to feel upset or you know frustrated or whatever that looks like with the situation that you're in and what you're going through we just don't want you to the issue is continuing to exaggerate the problem and not moving forward from it right mm-hmm. there's there's a a time and a place i guess you know for those feelings um and you know to have like we said those negative thoughts are not the issue right it's when we're convincing ourselves to thinking that they're true or that this is the way it's always going to be or that well, nothing in life will ever be positive again. That's when it's the problem, mm-hmm. right? When we're allowing them to consume us yeah. and ultimately to just screw with any of our progress or potential mm-hmm. yeah. that we essentially could be um, working towards. So Yeah, because I think too, a lot of times when we um, have these negative thoughts, what it, you know, when they continue to cycle through, we have these feelings of, that you know life isn't going to get better and feelings of hopelessness because we feel trapped we feel stuck in a cycle which we are because we're continuously replaying these same negative self-talks to ourselves over and over and over again and not getting anywhere 
further than where we were when we started the day. Yeah, and like like I've mentioned before, all of these things can play into one another. So you're kind of going through a process, right? Like let's say there's a problem that you're fi- like fixated on. Well, your problem, you're going to look at it and then you're going to criticize yourself and talk down to yourself and say, well, this happened because I'm X, Y, and Z or I'm not X, Y, and Z enough. And then that's going to create a feeling of regret and guilt saying like, you know, maybe if I had done this differently I would be this and it's causing all of these anxious thoughts and worry of like well what if I had done this different and it it all just boils down to this big soup of negativity and it's hard to get out of and we're not going to talk about how we can shift that today but I think that the most important thing is to be able to acknowledge it to Mm -hmm. be able to say this is in my head right now I am you know I'm experiencing these feelings because of this but I don't want to hold on to this anymore. So I'm going to address where this is coming from and I'm going to move forward somehow. Mm-hmm. Oh, the stomach gurgles. <laughs> I think it's important. Like we want to stop the negative thoughts from taking place, but that doesn't mean um, avoidance mm-hmm. because avoidance is just going to have it continue to happen. Um, and it's going to continue to persist and continue to um, be, build the, yeah, build up and be that experience that you have day to day and continue to cycle through because you're not stopping it. You're just pushing it aside, um, which I'm super uh, guilty of all the time, uh, avoidant Saints. behavior. Um, so doing things, you know, my anxiety is the worst in the evening. I can tell you exactly why, because there is nothing or I don't say nothing, but not as much for myself to be distracted with in the evening as there is during the day. Mm-hmm. 100%. That is the reason. I try to avoid all feelings of anxiousness because it's easier than trying to like stand up and confront it head on and deal with it. It is harder to deal with it than it is to avoid it. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's like it isn't. It is work. I think confrontation is like one of the bit, the scariest things about personal growth or personal development. And like I want to make this abundantly clear you guys that when you're working on yourself and you're growing to be a better person or a greater version of yourself, it is not pretty. No. <laughs> like things can get really ugly and I think that people avoid doing that work because they think that like they're moving backwards when really, you know, sometimes you have to take a couple of steps back so that you can thrust yourself forward. Like I love that quote um or like that depiction of an arrow right so like a bow and arrow you have to pull it back to shoot it forwards Mm -hmm. and really that is what happens when you are acknowledging and addressing all of these negative thought patterns is you're having to get into your feelings you're having to face them Mm -hmm. you're having to ask yourself questions and you're having to allow yourself to feel those really shitty feelings before you can actually release them and then move forward yeah and a lot of times like we were saying before these negative thinking patterns come from trauma or come from experiences that we've faced as children or growing up so that a lot of times that means digging back into the past hurt and harm and ways we felt that we don't like and make us uncomfortable to bring them forward to acknowledge it to voice it to be heard Mm -hmm. in order to move forward yeah so that pulling back that looking back that bringing to light you know and kind of like shedding a light on the dark areas of our life that we've kind of put in boxes and packed away in our minds Mm -hmm. and opening them up and releasing them yeah that's actually something that I've been struggling with. I've been journaling about like certain thoughts and feelings that I've had and anxieties and all that stuff. And I've been trying to really confront all of my like quote unquote demons and figure out where all of my thinking and my, um, you know, my actions and all of that, that come from. And I've noticed that I've kind of hit a wall um, in regards to being able to remember things. And I don't know if that's because of trauma that I've packed it away Mm -hmm. but I'm really struggling to 
remember a lot of situations in my life and I've 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 actually if you guys have recommendations if you're listening to this episode if you know of any ways that I can you know go about this like I don't know if there's someone where they could go and like get in my mind and like brainwash me into remembering all of these things but I've been struggling to address feelings like this because I can't remember Mm -hmm. and I think that's a hard thing too when you just don't know um it's hard to take that step yeah well the brain as a child right I know this from some stuff I've gone through and experienced and learned along the ways um but to protect yourself the easiest way as a child is to basically shut down Mm -hmm. those memories so even if there's good ones attached in there but I can tell you with certainty that my sister can pinpoint things that happen that have happened in our life and tell stories like that like on the ball like vivid detail yeah. If you ask me anything that happened, I could tell you stuff I've seen in pictures. Yeah. I can't remember anything. Well, my girlfriend was actually just asking me this the other day. Um, I'm um, in a wedding party coming up, and one of the girls reached out. She's the MC, and she said, you know, um, so-and-so wants to introduce each of the wedding party with, like, a fun story. So a fun memory about you guys, how you met, all of this stuff. And our relationship's been, like, pretty up and down and a lot of it was spent, like, underage drinking and doing things like that where, like, I actually don't remember those memories. Yeah. But there's also portions where I'm, like, I don't remember vivid, like, and we've been friends since the seventh grade. I'm, like, I remember certain things, but I can't pinpoint, like, certain things that I should be able to you Mm -hmm. know yeah and I almost wonder like am I going bananas am I just like losing my memory or I know for a fact that you know a a lot of our friendship was from our early teens to now I mean but those were years of trauma for me did did I uh, pack away certain things like I don't know even looking I have some memories very very fond memories of my childhood And then there are certain areas where I'm like, I cannot remember a single thing about that. It's like gray or hazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't, I really wish like the human mind is an incredible thing. I really wish I could just like have someone get into my head and be like, this is exactly what happened. Isn't there like a movie about that? Like where you can like put things on your. Is there? What's the matrix about? <laughs> All I know is this is backwards. I'm doing the doing the motion. I don't really know what the matrix is about. But I feel like there's a movie where they like put something on. Like little pads on your. There's a Leonardo temples, DiCaprio movie, and where it like, they, like accesses your memories. I don't know. Mm, I don't maybe see this, this isn't even a movie. We're just making it up. Maybe, but if you know what it is, let us. Or know. Or if you know how we can, how I can do this. Like I really want to access memories. There's like a cognitive re- memory retrieval thing you can do. I'm pretty positive. I need someone real woo 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 who can help me with this. Like I've heard of like the the EFT and like the tapping and all of this stuff and like there's also all these different crazy um things that you can do for all sorts of healing but I for me I really want I want to have those memories whether they're good or bad I want to address them I'm at that point where I'm like I'm eager I'm ready I'm emotionally prepared I'm mentally prepared to just face it I want to know what happened to create this thought or this feeling but I can't access it I feel like you can see I don't know if it'd be, like, a psychologist, but someone who, like, does certain types of, like, therapy, cognitive therapy, that you could probably get those memories back. Like, laying on a couch, like, you know, that we lay down and you, like, access your... Hypnotism? Take LSD? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not that. (laughs) No, but something along those lines of, like, laying down and they kind of, like, guide you through, like, going back to your past. And they, like, key in triggers. I'm pretty sure this is how it works. Don't quote me on this. But, like okay let's like bring you back to your childhood home what do you remember from there like what did your house look like what did it smell like and kind of like what we're going to talk about in 
stopping the negative thoughts but they use those senses to bring you back to like a moment or that period of time in your life and to start trying like doing some memory retrieval i think it's a real thing sounds like it's real it sounds really really cool so i'd like to i'd like to hope that it's real <laughs> if you know <laughs> what we're talking Maybe about stop a tv show and i'm just yeah, completely send us an email because it's just... fake news <laughs> <laughs> okay anyways mm-hmm. but we want to talk to you guys about a few ways that we can stop that negative self-talk um and in a future episode we'd love to be able to talk about how we can shift it into something positive but for now we think it's just really important to highlight how we can address it and um stop it in the moment so um quoting dr daniel siegel he has an approach that he calls name it to tame it where he um, encourages you to notice the thought pattern label the story so I guess that's kind of accessing the memory of where it would have come from right like yeah like that like so labeling the story of like the memory where it came from or just like like so you notice your thought pattern and you kind of like put a label to it so like something nice or whatever but you're this is me using you know my you know oh okay like I'm okay watch out you're like fat shaming yourself or whatever like like something like that where you're like labeling it okay so you can kind of like acknowledge that you're doing it this again. is what i'm doing yeah. okay and then yeah and then acknowledging that it's just a thought process a thought pattern and not your reality yeah so the label is basically a mental tr- trigger so you re- can tell yourself that this is a thought it's mm-hmm. not the reality mm-hmm. for that unhelpful thought pattern okay okay that, that makes, makes sense, sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely um, the next one is mindfulness. So this is kind of like what you were talking about in this therapy. This is, mm-hmm. this is a real thing. But using your five senses to redirect your attention from the thoughts that are in your head and bring focus to your senses. So by using um, your sight, your hearing, feeling, touch, smell, and taste. So this is actually something that I've personally used when ha- being on the verge of anxiety attack. Yeah. And that's one of the things like where I've learned it from as well. Is, like a psychologist had told me like this really works really good for, you know, when you're having an anxiety attack and you need to calm down and you're super in your head. Like this is a way to do it. It's hard for me. Like it does, I feel like it doesn't work because I'm like, I've said all these things like a million times and it's still not working and I'm still anxious and blah, blah, blah. But it is a really good for some people and maybe not so much for others, but it's definitely worth a shot. Um, you know, and, it, and it's wherever you are at that moment. Um, I've done it before where I've been driving and I'm like, okay, like I feel the leather on the handle of my car and, Mm -hmm. you know, I smell like the, you know, sometimes it's like the dirt on the mat and I see the cars in front of me, right? And I hear the horn and I like, right? And I taste with like, what's in my mouth? Okay. So it's like, oh, like I just had a sip of Pepsi or something like that. And just like going through that. And it sometimes it takes more than like one set of five mm-hmm. um to to kind of get out of your own head but it does work in some ways because it gets your th- your mind thinking about something else right it's yeah. changing your thought perception and i find actually like saying these things out loud really helped me because i found when i was just like acknowledging in my head i like somehow i would like veer on to the thing that i was just worrying about anyways so i've done it in my car too and my favorite feeling sense is to turn my, my seat heater on. Mm. So I'll turn on my seat heater and that's my like touch feel um, sense. But I have to say it out loud. And oh, I like okay. say it detailed. So like maybe that's another thing is like, okay, I can feel the warmth on like the butt of my, like, on my butt or like whatever. I feel like it seems stupid when you're doing it. Because like when you're in your head about it, you're like, I don't want to do this. This is stupid. And then like you said, you're going to be like, I feel the heat of my seat on my car and you're talking out loud and everyone you know if you're by yourself you're just like this sounds awkward because i'm just talking myself out loud or like your kids are with you and you're like what are you doing mom you're like nothing yeah. 
But what it does is it just silent. It's just like giving yourself that moment to be like, okay, let's, you know, not that you want to pack this thought away like we've talked about, but at least you can diffuse the intensity of those feelings at the moment until you're in a place where you can say, okay, let's unpack this now. What the fuck was that? (laughs) You know, how do I deal with this Mm -hmm. instead of like, and I think that this is something that's really great for when you are on the verge of like an attack, right? Mm -hmm. Because in that moment, once you, once you kind of cross that threshold, cross that threshold into an anxiety attack or a panic attack it's very very hard near impossible to stop Mm -hmm. but if you can slow the progression at least to a point where you can like gather your breathing or get to a safe place or whatever the case is it's just that Mm -hmm. opportunity to kind of yeah it's also a good way to get you out of that cycle so if you're cycling through like feelings of thinking you're not good enough right or you know you're being a harsh inner you have a harsh inner critic to yourself you know and you're like looking in the mirror and you're like oh I I look so fat and I feel unworthy and I don't like this and why would anyone love me or whatever these look like they are cycling through these thoughts it's just it's pulling it's getting that mindfulness it's pulling yourself out of that this moment where you are and what you're thinking Mm -hmm. and just changing it right so you're gonna now just be like okay well I see this white wall in front of me and I feel the carpet under my feet and I smell a burnt toast whatever like oh no stroke no I'm kidding but you know and <laughs> I, I or I smell whatever that is right but it's just pulling yourself from that thought and realizing that you were doing you were having negative thoughts right you were just wanting to stop them in our tracks and not allow that to continue because what's going to happen is you're going to become more conscious over time that you're continuing this because a lot of times what we don't realize is that this is something that we end up saying to ourselves sometimes almost unconsciously mm-hmm. that we don't even realize that we're talking to ourselves this way um, until we bring it forth or until we start using these tools to stop the negative thoughts. And then we become more conscious of our words and what we're thinking and our thought process and recognizing that it's negative, which allows us that opportunity to stop it and move forward and no longer cycle through those feelings. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's building that awareness muscle essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And then the next one is shifting perspectives. So asking yourself when this thought crosses your mind, this negative thought, a thought of guilt, of worry, of criticism, of self-doubt, whatever it is, stop and ask yourself if this thought is actually going to help you get to where you want to go. Is it a useful or a productive thought that you're Mm -hmm. allowing into your mind? Mm -hmm. Another couple questions you can ask too is like, is this true? right like am I unworthy and you're gonna and you know and when you think about it like you're gonna explain to yourself like no I'm not why am I not unworthy because I you know I have this and I feel this and I'm you know or for you I feel unloved it's just like whatever that is it true you know is a good one for me and I always like that one because when I really boil it down you know when I really get out of my head and think about it and that's what we're doing again this point is we're getting out of that thought process. We're yeah. recognizing that it's a negative thought and reminding ourselves and turning it around and recognizing the actual things that basically prove this negative thought or action wrong, mm-hmm. right? So is it true? Well, no, if I really boil it down and I really have a conscious, take a like a conscious effort to look at it, I'll realize that my mind is wrong. And when I, this part of my mind is wrong and that I'm, I'm actually right in saying I am loved because, mm-hmm. you know... I have this and this and this or whatever that looks like for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes another question is like, is this like an old 
like an old story or an old event that's just replaying in my mind and that's an, another one that's really important because I think sometimes we those negative thoughts or when we have that regret and guilt that regret and guilt or shame or unworthiness can play out in situations that may feel similar to our mind mm-hmm. um, and show show through those it could be two different situations but if you feel similar to the way you felt in the the old um kind of like the old story or that old situation you're gonna have similar emotional responses mm-hmm. right so similar negative emotional responses in that case if that's how you were feeling originally and it's just making sure you recognize that and that this is something different right this isn't the same as before mm-hmm. right and that you can overcome it right and overcome those negative thoughts this is one that i've actually taken into my relationship Mm. i think this is really common just from what i've heard and spoken to from other friends is that when you have a relationship that either like was negative or traumatic if your partner um talked down to you or if they made you feel unloved by doing something like being um unfaithful or whatever the case is you tend to carry that into your next relationship and assume that things are going to be this way. So you almost all, like for me, I found that I was finding situations and like looking for situations to prove that it was the same. Mm. And it was causing that like... Self-fulfilling prophecy kind of? Yes, exactly. Like, well, this person cheated on me. So of course, every little thing that you do that seems suspicious or fishy means that you're cheating on me. Or this person left or did this and left me so that you're going to do this and leave me and every little sign or all of that stuff plays in my head and like you said that self-fulfilling prophecy where it's like you're 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 creating your own problems based on what's happened before because you haven't been able to release that and realize that like this isn't this situation it's a different situation and a lot of times it's a different person if we're talking Mm -hmm. relationship wise you self self not self-fulfilling self-sabotage yes yeah that's the word but that's something that i've caught myself like even in my relationship right now i have and this is my relationship is we just hit our four-year anniversary um this month and four years and i'm still noticing thought patterns and feeling patterns in myself that I'm bringing into my relationship that were a cause of the trauma I experienced in my last one and I still I'm still always having to deal with that but the matter is that I can admit that that's what that's what it is Mm -hmm. I feel this way because this happened to me in the past and I'm trying to release that and I need to remind myself that this is a different situation this is a different person this is a different relationship I'm a different person um, and just because someone made me feel this way in the past doesn't mean that this person's intention is mm-hmm. to make me feel this way. But you've already taken that step too, right? Like some mm-hmm. people are just at the point where it's like, there's no self-actualization. Like yeah. you, you've actualized this. You've been able to piece it together and recognize that this is connected to, these feelings are connected to this past, right? Mm-hmm. And some people aren't at that point yet. So yep. by having that ability to, to ask yourself these questions, it's going to trigger those responses for you to see where you can connect connect past situations to current feelings another question i find um really helpful is does this thought help me take effective action Mm -hmm. so a lot of times we end up being caught up in a thought that makes us like kind of has a stuck like we talked about in the other episode you know progress over perfection we end up being so caught up in these negative thoughts and negative actions that we don't progress forward you know and we're not being effective and I think it's important to recognize that as well is this something that is holding us back effectively really because we can't get out of our head with it yeah absolutely getting yourself out of that you know chasing your tail type of mm-hmm. type of pattern for sure absolutely um anything you want to add on that no just that there's so many 
we came across those four negative thinking patterns, um, you know, anxious thoughts and worry, criticism and self-beating, regret and guilt and problems. And like we were saying before, all four of those can kind of um, correlate to one another. They can kind of coexist or um, be compounded together in different situations. Mm-hmm. And just important to acknowledge those. And um, there, we gave you some tools on how to stop those negative thoughts, but there are more out there. So if you're noticing that you are having negative thought patterns or negative um negative actions or negative self-talk and you need to get out of that you can also um search for other ways that may work better for you um or also seek professional help from a psychologist i can tell you you know if you're worried or feeling um like kind of like you'd be ashamed or embarrassed to go talk to someone i'll tell you right now hands down don't be it's so great to have someone who has an outside perspective who doesn't know your life you know and and learns it through your eyes and your feelings and your thoughts and can support you through how you feel and how to get to where you want to feel and how to kind of stop that cycle and just be able to move forward with your life and to take what you um kind of have grew up with or have gathered along the way of negative thoughts and feelings and to change that dynamic and to change your inner thoughts to be positive and to allow yourself to you know just be able to move forward and to really um live a life well deserved yeah absolutely because at that point you can become better for yourself and in turn you end up just being better for everybody around you as well Mm -hmm. um so we'll wrap that up for today we hope that that gave you some um, tools and just some insight as to what you can do if you're experiencing any of these thoughts. Um, and then if you have any resources that you want to share with us, especially if you want to tell us whether or not that thing we were talking about earlier is a real fake, a movie, if there is someone that can like dig into my head and find my past, let us know. Um, and then I think in a future episode, we'll talk a little bit more about how we can create more positive thought patterns in our life. And um, we'll go from there. Yeah. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure that you subscribe and keep tuning in to future episodes. We love hearing from you. So let us know what you thought of this episode. And if there's any topic that you want to hear about or any questions you want answered, send us an email to the address we've linked below in the show notes. Remember to tell your friends about the show and don't forget, Girls Got Goals. goals.